We're going to go ahead and talk about the Biden town hall today, uh, or rather the town hall in general, the climate change town hall and Joe Biden's, uh, I don't even know what to call it, his performance or lack thereof. I mean, dude did unlock the sharing gun. Can we at least give him credit for that? He unlocked the sharing gun. For those of you that are fans of Naruto, or aren't fans of Naruto, rather, that it's a red eye that gives you like special powers and stuff. So, yeah, Joe Joe Biden unlocked the sharing gun last night. Uh, I did not know he was a Uchiha. Uh, he is. That's the clan that has that special power. But enough jokes. <laughs> enough jokes. Uh, terrible anime reference jokes. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and go to this uh, this video. Of him being called out for going to a fundraiser tonight, the, which would be the night after the climate change debate. And um, whether or not he would be able to hold certain people accountable when he's taking money from them. Let's go ahead and uh, take a look at that and come right back. I want to introduce you to uh, Isaac Larkin. He's a hey, PhD I candidate at Northwestern University studying synthetic biology, which honestly, I don't really even know what that is. I just have to throw that <laughs> it's out. awesome. Uh, he currently supports Senator Bernie Sanders, but you could change his mind tonight. Who knows, Isaac? I don't, it doesn't look like I'd do that. <laughs> Senator Biden, I'm 27 years old. Half of all greenhouse gas emissions ever generated by the entire history of human civilization have been released in my lifetime. This despite the now well-documented fact that 40 years ago, scientists at Exxon and Shell knew and reported to their bosses that burning fossil fuels was warming the planet and would destabilize the climate. Fossil fuel corporations, their executives, their trade and industry organizations, and their think tank front groups have waged a decades-long campaign of lying to the public about the science, and it has brought us to a crisis that threatens the entire human race. Now, I know that you signed the No Fossil Fuel Money Pledge, but I have to ask, how can we trust you to hold these corporations and executives accountable for their crimes against humanity when we know that tomorrow you are holding high-dollar fundraiser hosted by Andrew Goldman, a fossil fuel executive? He's not a fossil fuel executive, I'm telling you. He, he, he is not a fossil fuel executive. And the fact of the matter is that uh, what we talk about is what are we going to do about those corporations? What have we done? And along, everywhere along the way, for example, I've argued and we've and pushed for us suing those executives who are engaged in pollution, those companies who are engaged in pollution. I've never walked away from that. I've also been one of those people who, when I was chairman of the, of the Foreign Relations Committee, got involved in plans to be able to join people together in order to take on these corporate interests. When back in 1986, they entered one of the first climate uh, uh, plans that, that existed. PolitiFact said it was a game changer. I've been engaged in this from the beginning. Let, let, me, let me just inform our audience about some of the details that, that Aaron was talking about, because I think it's important. I think a lot of people don't know about the studies that you cited. 2017, there was a Harvard study that examined both public and private communications from ExxonMobil. The study showed that for 40 years, while the company publicly were raising doubts about climate change and the dangers of it, internally, ExxonMobil scientists and executives were acknowledging the threat to the planet. There was a 2018, there was a Dutch news organization which uncovered internal communications from Royal Dutch Shell showing they understood the impacts of climate change and the company's contribution to it all the way back to the 80s. Uh, let me just point out uh, that in response to Harvard, Exxon said, our statements have been consistent with our understanding of climate science. 
Shell said, quote, its position on climate change has been a matter of public record for decades. We strongly support the Paris Agreement on climate change. But Isaac's question is, will you hold fossil fuel corporations and executives who've lied to the public accountable? Yes. And by the way, just like we did the tobacco industry that lied to the public, just like we did the opioid industry. So how do you do that? Well, the way you do that is you try to change the law. You go after them. You try to change the law. To, to and, his and, other question, though, about this fundraiser, uh, there is a fundraiser tomorrow night. It's given by a guy named Andrew Goldman. He's, uh, he does hedge funds and stuff, but he also has a company called Western LNG. And their biggest project, which I think was announced in like 2018, is a floating liquefied uh, facility for natural gas. It's off the coast of British Columbia, and it's going to provide Canadian gas to parts of, uh, of northern Asia. So what Andrew is saying is if you're going to a fundraiser that's given in part by this guy who has a company that is – uh, pulling up natural gas. Are you the right guy to go after this? Well, I didn't realize he does that. I was told if you look at the SEC filings, he's not listed as one of those executives. That's what we look at, the SEC filings. Who are those executives? I've kept that pledge, period. So is that, are you going to look at that fundraiser tomorrow night? Or I'm going to look you? at what you just told me and find out if that's accurate. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, Aaron, uh, I called you uh, Isaac. I called you Aaron. I apologize, Isaac. Thank you for your question. Completely point out that this was a coordinated attack by the Bernie Bros, the uh, far left agenda, being just sexist and misogynist again. No, uh, in all seriousness, though, um, it was really interesting to see him get challenged like that on cnn so you know and cnn's extra prepared with these type of things and anderson cooper was ready to with a follow-up so i mean credit where credit is due it's not often that we get to give anderson cooper and cnn credit for holding someone that's a part of the democratic establishment accountable for their actions but they did it in this instance so Clap it up, you know, respect, hats off, the whole nine. Um, I, I, I did find his answers really questionable um, because not not only because he dodged it in typical establishment form, but in the way that he did dodge it. Because there's another clip I'm going to show y'all in a minute um, that shows how questionable he was on these things but let's let's um for some background just because it was kind of mentioned in it but i want to give you guys a little more background before i give you my full commentary like it was a dodge we know but um let's go to the intercept uh who actually um helped or has the best uh what's the word i'm looking for excuse me y'all um having a brain fart right now uh the best uh they have the best <clears throat> synopsis of the uh of the whole story so here it says um the day after joe biden participates in cnn's climate forum in new york the former vice president will head to a high dollar fundraiser co-hosted by the founder of a uh, by a founder of a fossil fuel company andrew goldman a co-founder of western lng a, a natural gas production company based in houston texas blah 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 blah. y'all already know all that based on there but then in the second paragraph it gets into a little more uh on goldman and biden's ties it says goldman and biden have deep ties goldman served as an advisor to biden when he was in the senate 
and was the Northeast Director of Finance for Biden's 2008 campaign. He also He's also an executive at the investment banking uh, firm Hildred Capital Partners. He and his partner David Solomon, along with their wives Renee and Sarah, will host a private fundraiser for Biden at the Solomon House, CNBC reported. Goldman also co-founded De Cordova Goldman Capital Management, which invested in in natural resources and energy. According to the company's website, Western deploys innovative floating liquefaction technology and inland at inland locations, specifically those that have existing pipeline access to natural gas basins. So, yeah, like, he's not just getting money from people. It's important that we clarify that, and I don't think CNN clarified that enough. Um, it's not that he's just taking money from these folks. He's worked with that man for a long time. That is his boy from back in the game. Like, to his 2008 campaign is 2019. You know what I mean? Like, even when he was in the Senate, the dude was one of his advisors. Like, this dude goes back with Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's going to get his back. So, yeah, that is a fair question. Is he going to be the one to hold them accountable when not only, A, is he boys with the with the people that run these companies, and he's told Wall Street before that nothing will fundamentally change for them. Is that part of nothing fundamentally changing? I, I would have liked to see that kind of follow-up. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and furthermore... Um, I want to point this out because this was an update on the Intercept piece, um, what's highlighted here. But Splinter News, so after this uh, forum, Simone Sanders, a Biden spokesperson, dug in insisting that Goldman was not really involved with the firm he co-founded. But Splinter News dug up a Canadian film uh, filing from last year that asks, please briefly identify the other senior management personnel involved with Western. The answer, quote, Western management... Uh, Western is managed by a seasoned team of executives experienced in the LNG and related energy infrastructure industries. Western Western's co-founder is Andrew Goldman, chief investment officer of Hildred Capital Partners. He is a long-term investor in the liquefied natural gas sector. An industry press release from 2018 also speaks about Goldman as having a present tense role in the company and describes him as a, quote, long-term investor in the liquefied national ga natural gas sector, end quote. He's also the second person listed under their leadership on Western site. Translation, Simone Sanders and Joe Biden are full of crap. <laughs> because they get, that's the documents right there. That's the SEC filings. You said, look at the SEC filings. There go the SEC filings, Joe Biden, Simone Sanders. There go the SEC filings right there. So they looked at the SEC filings, and the SEC filings say, nah, partner, not only is he heavily invested in this, not only is he the founder, he's the second person listed, listed for leadership. And when they're filing their SEC filings, they put his name on there. This is what we're talking about. Full of crap. Joe Biden, again, shows that he's not going to be for the people at all, in any way, shape, or form. And this is a consistent problem with him. Like, 
there are folks that are saying, well, we got to take the front runner because like he's he's got the best chance to beat Trump. You go ahead and put that man up against Trump if you want to. I'm going to tell you right now, you will lose. Like centrism lost. We tried it in 2016. It's over with. Go home. You lost. Go home, Steve. Go home, go home, go home, go home. Go home, Steve. That's a reference to Family Matters. <laughs> For those of you that happen to be much younger than me. um, So... We're going to go to the second video here because Joe Biden, in the first video that I just showed y'all, Joe Biden says that he wants to pass laws at the national level that could possibly make a difference um, in terms of fracking. But then he turns around and goes right back on that. Uh, if you look at the second video here, so this is 10 minutes after he answered that question, Joe Biden puts on the flip flops 10 minutes later. Let's take a look. I want to introduce you to Barbara Jarmaska. Uh, right. Good. Hey, Barbara. Uh, a retired business owner from Montoursville, Pennsylvania. Barbara. Good evening, Mr. Vice President. I live in rural Pennsylvania in the bullseye of the Marcellus Shale. Currently, the county I live in is home to 1,600 plus permitted fracked gas wells. I have witnessed firsthand the tragic and appalling destruction of our beautiful forests and Pennsylvania wilds. Sadly, our Democratic governor is all in for fracked gas. As president, what can you do to change the direction of the catastrophic climate change policies and future plans at the state level. And, and I just want to point out to our viewers, the, the uh, Marcellus Shale is a, a rock formation underground. It's enormous. It's approximately two thirds of Pennsylvania, as well as parts of New York, Ohio and West Virginia and Maryland is the largest natural gas field in the U.S. I know that. Thank you. <laughs> that, that was for. No, 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 no. I, I, I thought you were telling me. Thank you. I appreciate the help. Look, uh, number one, I think the way we deal with um, state lands is uh, we, we have less we have less uh, latitude what we say we can and cannot do I've argued against uh, any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands that we can and uh, and, 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 and to stop that I think we should in fact be looking at what exists now and making a judgment whether or not the those in fact that are there those wells that are there whether or not they're dangerous or whether or not they've already done the damage and what we can do from there by trying to change the attitude of the members of the of the governors of the various state and the state legislatures now we could pass national legislation but i don't think we'd get it done in terms of getting the votes to get it done to say all fracking that's going on now ends unless you can show there's some physical security need or worried about explosions etc which is a legitimate thing to worry about but i would not allow any more also i just want to point out in fairness to uh, to the governor of pennsylvania he's stopped short uh, he, he's he's moved to regulate and limit some fracking, stop short of calling for a statewide ban. So just to be clear, uh, you would not call for a ban statewide on fracking or uh, nationwide. You said uh, stop new oil and gas drilling on federal lands. Yes. Okay. And I would also go back and look at 
what's out there now to determine whether or not it is safe, physically safe. Mm. As it called earthquakes and the like. That's what I would do. Um, our next we question. Have the, there, there used to be an EPA. <laughs> and used, no, you think I'm kidding. It's almost not there now. But anyway. All right. So there he is putting his flip flops on 10 minutes later during the debate. You at first you said that we will hold them accountable by changing the laws. Which, in all honesty, isn't holding them accountable at all. It's not changing the laws is not holding them accountable. Holding them accountable would be charging them with crimes against humanity because that's what they did. Crimes against humanity. And doing a perp walk. That's holding them accountable. Fines for, I don't know how much ever, half their company's worth, all of their company's value. To make sure that all of that money goes towards funding the cleanup for what they've done. That's holding them accountable. Holding somebody accountable literally means, it means you make reparations for your mistakes. You don't just get a slap on the wrist and say, I'm sorry. That's not what you do for crimes against humanity. That's not holding them accountable. That's letting them go. Number one, that's what changing the laws does. Number two, 10 minutes later, he just backtracked and he's talking about some, well, I don't think that changing the laws is something we can do because that's not possible. Bro, what are you talking about? You just said, what, 10 minutes ago, it really, 13 if you want to be exact, that he was going to change the laws. And here we go. Joe Biden with the flip-flops and the sharing gun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I hate to make fun. Of, like, I don't want to make fun of him because that's not something to make fun of. Like, he's got some kind of serious issues going on. However... Somebody need to tell him, dog, go home. Period. It's too serious right now. It's too much going on and too much at stake for the Democratic Party to make this choice. We're going to go ahead. Uh, for those of you that did see it, um, I covered a gun show this past weekend. Um, I was thrown out of that gun show. Um, and... I kind of, I, I got some other questions up when I was there, uh, but I only got, like, I tried to do, I had to, like, do, like, true and false trivia with these folks to try to make it to where they would talk to me. Um, because I was trying to, like, I just, I need two minutes. That's all I asked for. I wasn't trying to get in a huge debate in a gun show full of Republicans that look like they want to fight. Um... So I, I just wasn't, that wasn't a safe decision for me. Yeah, I was, I gotta be honest, I was hyped when they, uh, <laughs> when they told me to delete my footage. Cause I did, I deleted footage for them. Like they went in my phone, they saw me deleting footage. Everything I deleted was already saved to my home hard drive. Oh, I was so hyped. I'm not even gonna lie. Like as a journalist, that made me feel like I did something because I've talked to other journalists and like it's really hard to cover gun shows because they're incredibly antagonistic towards the media. I um talked to my mentor about me covering it and she was like, "Wait, how?" 
I went to gun shows after Route 91 and I was covering it. And like she's got a book deal based off of her work um from the uh, from the Route 91 shooting. And she went to gun shows after that and they were incredibly antagonistic towards her. Um so yeah, like just it was a really interesting 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 thing and the the point of me going to the gun show um was to talk to the patrons i didn't want to talk to the dealers like that i wanted to talk to the patrons and i wanted to prove that a lot of these patrons are common sense folks that got they have the right mind and they want to see background checks expanded a lot of these folks that go to gun shows because the, uh, most folks that are hobbyists or hunters with these guns they're not interested in all that extra but it turned out that this gun show i went to had majority assault weapons so it was a little different crowd here um so yeah uh i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna show y'all the footage of these questions i asked folks there was only three folks i got to participate in like five hours of asking every person i saw but um, I'm going to go ahead and show y'all, and we'll come back and talk about it in a second. All right, Mike Cavanaugh. So, true or false, Mike, we're going get to get to the facts on these guns. Uh, so, and, you know, kind of mess with the liberal media bias. Um, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. True or false? Well, that's false. We have good law enforcement, and we have, we have rules. They just need to be in. Okay. And then... Uh, Two, mass shooters target gun-free zones. True or false? I don't think that's a consideration. Uh, the schools, yes, but they, they the police, the, the, the law enforcement people, they show up quick. So it's my opinion. It's 50-50. 50-50 is what you think? Yeah. Uh, gun laws don't work because criminals don't follow the law. Well, Yes. I think there's there's a considerable uh, uh, thought behind that opinion, and uh, I have to be one of them. Um, and then four, uh, true or false again, mass shootings are caused by mental health issues. That's not a yes or no. It, 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 it Obviously, some of these people are, you know, mentally unstable. And then five, violent video games are somewhat responsible for mass shootings. I agree with that. Thank you so much. Uh, So can you say your name for the camera? Willie Luster. All right, Willie. um, So these are five questions, true and false. We're going to go as fast as we can. Uh, And I'll give you the answers at the end, all right? The first thing, uh, the first one is true or false. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. True or false? False. Okay. And number two, mass shooters mass shooters target gun-free zones. True or false? Probably true. I'm not sure about that. All right. Three, uh, gun laws don't work because criminals don't follow the law anyways. True or false? True. Okay. And then four, mass shooters uh, mass shootings are caused by mental health issues. That's questionable. It's because of attitudes and way people are treated and Okay. What was the question again? Uh, mass shootings are caused by mental health issues. No. And then uh, five violent guns are, are violent video games are somewhat responsible for mass shootings. True. Okay. Can I get your uh, your full name for the camera? Robert Rupert. All right. Cool. 
Um, so the first question is true. And these are all true or false. First question is the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. True or false? True. Mass shooters target gun-free zones. True or false? True. Gun laws don't work because criminals don't follow the law. True. Mass shooter mass shootings are caused by mental health issues. Most likely. Uh, so true. True. All right. Uh, and then five violent video games are somewhat responsible for mass shootings. That I don't know. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for what the facts say? Go ahead. All right. So. Number one, uh, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is the is a good guy with a gun. Um, that one's actually false. From 2000 to 2013, the FBI found that only one was stopped by a person with a firearm permit. Um, number two, mass shooters target gun-free zones. Um, again, according to the FBI, uh, that was false. Of 156 mass shootings that occurred from 2009 to 2016, only 10% occurred in what's called a gun-free zone. And then number three was gun laws don't work because criminals don't follow the law. Um, <clears throat> ten, th that one was actually also false. The 10 states with the weakest gun laws have a three times higher rate of gun violence than the 10 states with the best gun laws. Also, the, yeah, that's, that's FBI statistics. And then also, the, uh, another fact behind that was like, just because criminals are going to break the law like, so we don't have laws, that's anarchy. <laughs> you know? So, um, so uh, number four, you said mass shootings are caused by mental health issues. You said false. That is correct. If you get rid of schizophrenia, major depression, and bipolar disorder, violence would, of all kinds, would only decrease by 4%. And then number five was violent video games are uh, somewhat responsible for mass shootings. People that play violent video games are actually, actually through multiple studies, have a lower propensity for violence. Yeah, through multiple studies. So you got, you got three out of five. Three out of five. All right. Um, so how do, how do you feel about the facts of those? No, no thought about it at all. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Um, and two of the people there got three out of five right. So it kind of proved my point. And those two, the guy with the uh, the USA hat and the guy with the uh, Trump shirt were both huge right wingers. So yeah, well, the Trump shirt guy got all of them wrong. So whatever <laughs> to be expected. But the uh, the other guy with the USA hat, like I talked to him a little bit after uh, he stayed and talked to me for all of 30 more seconds. And he was telling me like. These assault weapons got to go. He was like pro-banning assault weapons. And he was a right-winger. That like shocked me. And I tried to get him on camera to say that. But um, he, he wasn't having it. He was like, you're not getting me on, the, <laughs> on like camera saying that. And I was like, I, I, I can understand. But yeah, no. Like there are people out there that love guns and enjoy sport hunting um and enjoy going to shooting ranges and enjoy or have guns for protection in want to expand these background checks there are people that like having assault rifles 
and want to expand these background checks. 80% of the NRA membership is pro-expanding background checks. So that's something we need we need to uh, make sure that we hit home um, with folks. And I think that it would really help to talk to these folks for the media to get out there and talk to these folks and engage with these folks. Like I myself personally was raised with guns in the house. Um, I was cleaning shotguns at eight. Uh, and there was a period of time when my dad and I had to live off the land um, because we just didn't have funds like that. So we were growing vegetables in the backyard and we would drive down to the country every weekend from Dallas down to uh, Marlin, Texas, right outside of Waco. And um, yeah, we would hunt and kill and clean the meat that we kill, like kill and only killed what we ate though. Um, but we killed, clean the meat, skin it. And do what you need to do to make sure we have food. Like squirrel, deer, dove. That's what we had to eat. We was dirt pole. Um, and a lot of folks tend to miss that um, in the crowd of folks that are really hard against guns. Is that most of the people that do the hunting, like most of the people that own guns are regular folks and there's nothing wrong with having your shotguns. And a lot of them think that these assault rifles are freaking crazy and we don't need this. So that's the one thing that I, as somebody that's been around guns since I was a small child, and as somebody that also does not have a gun at this point because of my depression and suicidal ideation that I have have a history of and I'm currently on medication for depression right now. I don't have a gun in the house. I don't try. I, I had opportunities to take security jobs and I did not take them for that reason. So I just, I, I wanted to make sure that, um, I drove that point home for y'all on, uh, on the gun issue. Um, it was going to be something that was going to be part of my coverage, uh, while I was out there. But as you saw, I got kicked out. They didn't want me talking to nobody. And, um, yeah, it was what it was. Like, why do you, I saw a 200 round extended clip there. Like, it looked like two Tommy gun drums with a clip in the middle. Like, why? For what? What you need that for, bruh? You don't need that. That's a weapon of war. You only trying to kill a, the only thing that that's good for is killing a gang of people. That's it. 